CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Himalaya. You're listening to Think Like an Economist, a Himalaya learning production. For exclusive content like bonus episodes and supplemental materials for this podcast and others like it, go to Himalaya.com econ and enter promo code econ, E-C-O-N, at checkout to get your first 14 days free. It's time to think like an economist. recording this in the middle of a pandemic and we're hearing all about how we should be wearing masks but it seems like not enough people are following this advice a mask doesn't just protect the person wearing it it also prevents other people from getting infected by you however a lot of people are still resistant to wearing them you know this is a more common problem than you'd think there are a lot of things that we should do as citizens which are annoying or inconvenient or we can't really be bothered to do even though it would be good for the world if we did them. The bigger point is that most of our choices have effects on other people too. And they can be good effects or bad effects. We call these side effects externalities. And that's what we'll be looking at on this week's episode of Think Like an Economist. I'm Justin Wolfers. And I'm Betsy Stevenson, and we're teaching you the super tools of economics to help you make the best decisions possible. Nazaren Tavakoli Far is with us today. So this issue of mask wearing is huge. Whenever there's a highly contagious airborne disease like COVID, it's also a very effective way to understand externalities, which also come up a lot when we talk about climate change and pollution and matters to do with the environment more generally. In fact, it seems like a lot of our biggest challenges on a global scale right now involve externalities. Yes, and externalities show us the limitations of relying on markets too much. There are two types of externalities. Positive externalities are activities where other people benefit from you taking some action. Mask wearing is a great example. If I wear a mask, not only am I less likely to catch COVID-19, but I'm also reducing the risk of passing the virus on to other people if I indeed have it. Vaccines can act similarly, making you less likely to pass along a disease to others. We also have negative externalities, which are activities which impose costs on other people. The biggest example is pollution, because our use of carbon is contributing to climate change. And that big cost is being ignored by most people when they go to make individual daily decisions. You know, to personalize it a bit, whenever you drive, your car releases emissions which pollute the atmosphere and contribute to climate change. So your choices contribute to climate change, and externalities seem to be especially important when it comes to the environment. The problem with externalities is that because other people either benefit or suffer from our activities, we don't usually consider the impact on them as much. Or sometimes we may underestimate this impact or or not even be aware of it in the first place. Therefore, we end up making decisions which may work for us, but which aren't the best for everyone else. 
Remember the rational rule states that we should do something or buy something if the marginal benefit is more than the marginal cost. Well, what we really should consider is if the marginal benefit to society as a whole is bigger than the marginal cost to society as a whole. Economists call this idea marginal social benefits and marginal social costs. Adding the word social is a reminder to take the full set of costs and benefits, including those that accrue to others, into account as well. Now, let's dig in to see how we can make decisions where the marginal social benefit is more than the marginal social cost. Let's start with positive externalities and let's stick to mask wearing. So a lot of us are wearing masks when we go out and about, but they're pretty uncomfortable and they're a nuisance to remember to carry around. But I guess some people find that keeping safe isn't worth the hassle of wearing a mask. Yes, and that's the problem in that they tend to focus on the costs and benefits that they face or their friends face and ignore at least some of the benefits to others. So if you're going to see your 94-year-old grandmother, you're more inclined to wear a mask than if you're in a store that has, well, someone else's 94-year-old grandmother in it. Now, you'll remember from the rational rule that we'll buy something, or in this case, do something, if the marginal benefit is more than, or at least the same as, the marginal cost. So everyone else benefits, for example, from Justin wearing a mask. And if he doesn't wear a mask, he increases the risk of other people getting the virus if he were infected. So society also faces costs and benefits that are based on Justin's decision to wear a mask. And the problem is that when Justin is deciding if he should wear a mask, he's only thinking about the costs and benefits for him rather than for everyone else too. Let's be fair, I'm not a total jerk. I care about other people. But it's hard to care about everyone with the same intensity that you care about yourself. The more that people actually do care about other people, the more likely they are to do what's best for society. But it takes a saint to put the same weight on 8 billion other people on the planet as you do on yourself. That's really important. Basically, we should all be thinking of the marginal social costs and the marginal social benefits when we're deciding whether we should wear a mask, but that can be hard for everyone to do. Yeah, the result is that there are folks out there who choose not to wear a mask who would if they were fully considering the benefits to others. That doesn't mean everyone should wear a mask, just that there are some people for whom it's not worth it to them, but it would be worth it if they considered all the total benefits to others. The end result is that as a society, we just don't do enough of these activities that have positive externalities like mask wearing, because we tend to underestimate or undervalue the total benefits to everyone else when we make our individual decisions. And social norms can help, though. In a lot of East Asian countries, it's pretty normal and even expected to wear face masks when you have the cold or a flu. And these countries have had little trouble convincing people to wear masks, as it's already part of their culture. They've had many years of practice with mask wearing. That's true. The thing is, we don't want to have to rely on the goodness of people's hearts or to wait for huge shifts in social attitudes. There are certain things we can do right now to encourage activities which have positive externalities. One of the main things governments often do is to give subsidies, as these increase the amount of something we'll purchase or use. We looked at subsidies in our previous episode on government intervention. In the case of masks, an example of a subsidy would be to give people money to buy a mask or to provide them for free 
This is exactly what France did at the peak of the coronavirus pandemic. You know, the big idea is that there are benefits that are accruing to other people that you're not taking into account. So if I'm a government, what I want to do is try to get you to act as if you were taking those benefits into account. A subsidy gives you a private benefit that, you know, is, is roughly equal to the benefits to others. Then you'll make decisions that are more socially optimal. There can also be rules which change your own private cost and benefit calculation or, you know, your pro and con list that'll help get more people to make the best decision for society. For instance, a lot of states and cities in the United States required people to wear masks in shops and public transit during the pandemic, or else they'd risk a fine or they wouldn't be allowed on the train. There are examples of using both approaches at the same time. The big idea is we want people to make better decisions, decisions that take into account the benefits to others. And so some stores said, look, I really need you to wear a mask to come in, but we'll also give you this mask if you come without one. So in this case, the stores used a rule about mask wearing, but they also provided the masks, too, as a type of subsidy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We also have negative externalities, which is when other people suffer due to something we do or consume. You know, if you smoke, you face costs in the form of bad consequences for your health. But you'll also, you know, I guess benefit from if you enjoy smoking cigarettes. But society as a whole suffers a whole lot more. First off, strangers have to breathe in your smoke if you're in a public place. And they can get seriously ill and even develop cancer as a result of your cigarette smoking. Second, smoking is bad for your health. If you get ill, well, you'll need health care. So all taxpayers might have to pay to deal with the health consequences you'll pay due to your decision to smoke. This is tax money that could be spent helping other people. Also, a lot of environmental issues are about negative externalities. We mentioned driving and how exhaust fumes lead to climate change. Yes, you know, the thing is, if I'm driving my car here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, well, the exhaust fumes will not only be bad for the air quality in Ann Arbor, but for the whole of Michigan, even the whole of the United States and the entire planet, too. Yes, because we don't have barriers in the sky which keep car emissions confined to a small area. Yeah, so the problem with negative externalities is that we don't fully account for the costs of our actions on others. Therefore, we often engage too much in activities which have negative externalities. We need to use strategies 
which will decrease our demand for such products and activities. Strategies that help us face the costs that the planet is facing. So I'm thinking of some ways to get us there. Cigarettes are taxed heavily in many countries. And if you tax something, you end up with less of it. So taxes tend to reduce consumption. Also, a lot of countries have banned smoking in public places to deal with the negative externality of non-smokers having to breathe in secondhand smoke and risk illness. Ireland got there first and they banned smoking in workplaces in 2004. We have pretty strict rules about smoking indoors in Australia too. And bans exist in Spain, Turkey, Canada and many other countries. But to keep track, so far we've talked about two ways to deal with negative externalities. You can tax the bad things, you can ban the bad things. So in effect, rules and regulations exist to limit activities with negative externalities. You know, we keep mentioning the environment. The science is clear that carbon emissions contribute to climate change. Most economists think we should deal with climate change by putting a price on the negative externality, which is carbon. By putting a price on carbon, we then take it into account when we make our everyday decisions, like if we should drive. The idea about pricing carbon is it causes people to take account of the cost of carbon on the environment. And that not only leads to better decisions today about carbon, but it creates an incentive to find other solutions to the carbon problem. When carbon's expensive, there are more opportunities to make money by finding alternatives to environment-destroying carbon use. So over time, carbon use will fall by even more. Sometimes you also hear people talk about cap and trade, where we use both regulation and prices to try to get to the right amount of emissions. The cap part sounds like you can only do so much of something. That's right. So the government will set a maximum quantity for emissions, for example, and then let companies trade among themselves to figure out who should actually cut their emissions. So instead of the government determining how much each specific company can pollute, it can let companies decide who should cut emissions by allowing them to trade permits among themselves. Permits allow the government to set the total amount of emissions while also letting the market do its magic. The idea is that new factories that can produce with very few emissions can produce their goods more cheaply because they're not going to need to buy as many expensive permits. In fact, they may even auction off their permits and make more money that way. In the end, the trade aspect of cap and trade pushes old, polluting companies out of business. In general, the idea of pricing negative externalities is that we want to harness market forces to help create the incentives to reduce those externalities. We get some of this with cap and trade, but I prefer carbon taxes. When we tax something, we end up with less of it, and that's what we want with negative externalities. That also means that it's a really good way for the government to raise money. Let's be realistic. Governments need to raise money. So if they tax externalities, they don't have to tax other things so much. Externalities seem to mean that the market doesn't always get us to the right outcome because people don't pay enough attention to the effects of their actions on others. Yes, this is a form of market failure. Externalities are pervasive. The real question is how big are they? The externalities from carbon are big and important and will affect future generations. Although one of Justin's favourite negative externalities is small and not that important. It's farting in an elevator. Hey, that's my carbon emissions right there. But I don't do it because people would give me dirty looks. So you see, there's a potential negative externality and we've figured out a way to solve it by social norms. 
the key idea is that governments can help us take into account the costs or benefits that we're imposing on other people with externalities by using taxes, subsidies, or rules and regulations. So what can we think about to really understand this concept of externalities? Over the next few days, just think about each decision you make and the many different ways in which your actions affect others. And think about whether you would make a different decision if you were taking into account the full set of costs or benefits that you're having on other people. And then, you know, think about the role that government or society is playing in trying to push you to make better decisions for everybody. See you, Justin. I'm gonna I'm gonna see how my actions impact everyone else the next few days. Well, for us, it's always a positive externality being with you, Naz. Oh, hey, you. Justin. <laughs> remember not to fart in an elevator this week. <laughs> I don't. It's an example. A teaching example. <laughs> To get the most out of this show, check out our bonus episodes and supplemental materials, available only on the Himalaya Learning platform. Himalaya Learning provides bite-sized courses from world-class thinkers and industry experts such as Ariana Huffington, Malcolm Gladwell, Tim Ferriss, and more for you to enjoy in the app, on the go. Go to Himalaya.com econ and enter promo code econ, E-C-O-N, at checkout for your first 14 days free. It's time to think like an economist.